2: are welcome everyone into a special holiday edition of chair shot radio that's right David Ungar and Patrick O'Dowd we don't take a day off for something as trivial as Easter and the end of Passover no way no way we are still here ready to give you all the best in chair shot hockey coverage I've already said his name hello Mr. Ungar how are you doing
3: Pretty good, man. Uh, getting ready to talk some hockey with you. See where things are going. We got the trade deadline coming up. It's uh, getting near the end. It seems like we just yeah. Started.
2: I, I know. Well, we did just back when we just started. I was in a better place with hockey. I'm I'm in not such a great place these days. Before we get to that, though, I did just want to ask. Like, happy holidays. Uh, I don't know. Are, do you celebrate one, both, neither? Uh, like when it comes to like Passover and Easter and all that, like, I don't know how the families intermingle or, you know, are you, yeah, my, what's up
3: there on my wife's side of the fence they're you know, they, they celebrate Easter. It's a pretty big deal for them. I, right, you know, most of us Jewish people don't really celebrate it that often. It's, it's, uh, just go figure. Well, right? I,
2: but that, that's why I brought up the Passover yeah. part is like, that's what we started last week. It ends on Sunday. And so I, and here's the thing is this is the, the funny thing about my upbringing and my mom, my mom programmed my and we were Catholic, like the whole family's Catholic. they're like none of that, but you sure shooting we're gonna watch the Ten Commandments on Saturday, and we were gonna learn we were gonna watch Moses go down and part that red sea cecil B demille the the king of epic filmmaking, the master of four hour epics and the ten commandments probably his opus and aired on nbc like it does every saturday before easter and i don't watch it because of the commercial breaks i watch it i mean it's long enough as it is it's three hours and 39 minutes which to his credit mr demille in the introduction of the of the thing tells you that the the movie is three hours and 39 minutes with an introduction or with an intermission. And an overture. It has an overture as well, which you need. You need an introductory overture to the grand scope and epic of the Ten Commandments. So it's a all religion overtones, you know, and hammering you over the head aside. It's a hell of a well-made movie. It's great. It's Chuck Heston at his best. And just a, a, an epic of of quote of, of epic proportions like i can't think of a better word to describe it so yeah
3: i think from my end it just um i mean we always celebrated easter everybody i've been around has been right. you know on that side of the fence so to speak and and i mean it's a sunday holiday so it's not like you get a day off so it's kind of like yeah all right let's do some fun so i mean it was always fun with the kids the easter egg hunt and that right. sort of thing and and i mean it's it's fine i'll, I'll probably do something tomorrow you know it's I, fine,
2: it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> he described the hall it's fine
3: the resurrection like, of christ it's, it's fine, fine.
2: <laughs> well let, let me tell you i and i'm not a like i left the house and suddenly religion became such a a backseat to my life that like i embrace calling it zombie jesus day right like jesus rising from the grave and all that so
3: yeah,
2: what did i call it not exactly,
3: I, we're probably i called it something this morning it's like we didn't kill him all the way day or something
2: <laughs> something oh, ridiculous Jesus, like man. that blas-
3: blasphemous i know blasphemous
2: But that's that's horrible and yet hilarious at the same I time know. if the live studio audience was here you would have gotten a round of laughter but or booze this is chair shot radio No, <laughs> uh, no, i wouldn't have booed that i would have <laughs> applauded that shit that's amazing so Please remember, friends, that the views of David Ungar and Patrick Dow do not reflect the views of the Chairshot Radio Network and the Chairshot Which, by the way, that is what you're listening to. You're listening to Chairshot Radio, part of the Chairshot Radio Network on the Chairshot dot
3: Absolutely, not trying to blaspheme anybody. I hope everybody has an excellent Easter Sunday and and or Passover or whatever you're celebrating on Sunday.
2: So, full disclosure, everybody, if you're listening, you're going to hear probably some sniffles. I'm a little under the weather, got a little bit of a cold, and it's just decided that hey, you're recording, so now's the time where we're not going to stuff you up. We're going to let you free flow and have that big hot mess. So I will do my best. I'll do my best for you and and maybe we'll we'll work on some brevity. We will talk hockey. There's been some shakeups in the standings all over the place. Trade de- trade deadline is coming. And then We've taken a new spin on your team sucks. We've decided to pick on bandwagon nerds' favorite teams because, basically, two weeks ago we started with my team, my 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 beloved uh, Chicago Bears. And I had I to really that, choke to get that. I did. Your beloved Washington Wizards And this week we're going to pick on Our good friend PC Tunney's beloved Milwaukee Brewers And I can't wait to be an insufferable Best fan in baseball And just rip on the Brewers For a good period of time But before we get to all of that Of course we got to talk some hockey And because of that we got to listen to some swingers So let's get to it
0: Make somebody's head bleed Uh I'm going to make Wayne Gretzky's head bleed For superfan number 99 over here Mm.
2: That's enough of that. That's enough of that. I ain't, ain't nobody got time for that today. I, I I love hearing the whole theme, but I just I want to get to this. I, I kind of want to get this over with, Dave. So let's go. Let's go to the West. My Blues are in free fall. My my Blues are in free fall. Arizona has overtaken us for the last playoff spot. The Blues now a point behind. They are two six and two in their last ten on a one game losing streak. We are going nowhere but down. This team is circling the drain, and I don't see them coming out of it. I think we're going to miss the playoffs.
3: It's uh, not looking so hot, is it? I mean, not very bad. You guys have gotten just wiped out by injuries and just. I don't know. <laughs> you they're your team. What is exactly wrong with the blues? Other is it just we, injuries or is there other stuff going on?
2: I, I mean injury injuries has a lot to do with it. And we we've we've had a lot of guys out for the season. We're having some guys come back and they're just not themselves. But I mean, you look at it, look at our home record, our home record we're four, eight, and four. Like we don't win on home ice. Like that's that's terrible.
3: Not going far like, like four that. Eight,
2: four? You, you're and, and on whole ice, like you're not going to. You know, we don't score. We we give up way more than we than we score, obviously, because the goal differentials off. I mean, it's not like we're Anaheim. Where the goal differential for them in last place is forty two, negative forty two. But you know, you look at Colorado, which has really hit a new gear. They're rolling. They took over first place from Vegas, and, and are up by a good two points. Like they are killing people their last 10 they're 8 0 and 2 they are they are they are who we
3: thought they'd they're be the right deal. Kale,
2: kale mccarr i've been telling you about that name is just tearing up he's an assist machine he is getting it done the rest of that team is superb and they they don't give up goals and they score and, and that's i mean it's so funny because i feel like uh what is it in water boy where it's like Brent Musburger keeps telling, uh um, Fouts like we get it. We know, we, we know. And it's just we know. right. Yeah. Cause it's the most obvious stuff in the world. Like they, they score more goals than the other team. That's usually a path to victory.
3: It, it took them a while to get going, but they were, as you recall, they were my pick to win the cup. Uh, they right. look like they were, every- the pick. Yeah. They're turning into who we thought they would be. I mean, they're going to have you know their first their first playoff matchup is going to be against Arizona St. Louis or maybe San Jose if San Jose catches fire a little bit but I'm well I take that back they're only what three points three points out of the last playoff spot so the sharks are still in there but you got to figure that bodes well for Colorado as Vegas and Minnesota beat the hell out of each other so yeah the the I and that's all fine and great. And I mean, the the Blues have got a lot of obstacles to overcome. Um, it's hard to maintain consistency. I, you know, I know from watching yeah, my own I, team this year.
2: It's one of those things. I don't think it's going to cost Craig Berube his job or anything. Obviously, you know, you bring you bring a cutback for the first time in you know ever. I said, bring back, we brought a cup for the first time in ever. And you were, you were a top team in the NHL last year, heading in before the stoppage. And then they were just flat coming into the playoffs and in the playoffs, you know, to get bounced in the first round. And it's just never like they, they, had some good traction they were up at the top of the division but they just never have been all that impressive and and a few weeks ago when we did pretenders and contenders i called them a pretender and they're they're proving me right right now so yeah i I think you i think you could see san jose leapfrog its way up to compete with arizona for for that fourth playoff spot like i think the blues are going to drop i think they're going to finish in sixth
3: wow That'd be shocking. I mean, and the Kings aren't that far behind. I mean, that's going to be interesting. The last coming down the wire. I was going to ask, uh, switching over to the North Division, did you, uh, Toronto and Edmonton had a hell of a two-game series this past week.
2: Yes, they did. Yes, they did.
3: That's going to be fun if they end up meeting each other in the North Division final. Um, It it looks like we're about done. Montreal has put some distance on Vancouver. I know Vancouver's had some issues COVID-related where they've been off. Uh, but it sure looks like the little tweaks that Montreal did at the, uh, not it's not the trade deadline, but the tre- tweaks that they right. did a couple weeks ago are paying dividends. That division right. looks like they're, it they're might
2: getting, be right. done. Yeah. I mean, you look at it's, it's yeah, there's a clear divide here. And again, you don't have to look further than differential, right? And all four of the teams that are at the top of the North are, over plus 10 in differential and scoring differential like that's a that's a recipe for victory and the other and the other three like they're they're taking the brunt of it so it's clear that those four are the best of the best and vancouver calgary and ottawa we'll see you next year like it's just it's just not going to be a thing
3: yeah and and i know we talked a little bit of a mix-up in the standings jumbling around central division we've got nashville and chicago in a virtual tie for the last playoff spot Um, and then the, team, the team at the th- three teams at the top, though, Tampa, Florida, Carolina, have just distanced themselves from everybody. But that's going to be a fun battle to see who takes first in that one and who gets right. the privilege of taking on Nashville or Chicago or I, conceivably Columbus.
2: Maybe. Well, Dallas. But he, right. I mean, that that's the thing is whoever gets that number two is in for a dogfight you know what i mean with carolina cuz and here's the thing those top 3 they're separated by a point carolina is only a point behind florida and tampa bay so it's not like we we can discount any of them but again you look at you look at the the cream rising to the top probably the the anomaly is is dallas who we thought would be better than what they were their covid stoppage seems to have really hurt them and I don't know. Yeah. Dallas and, or Nashville and Chicago seem to be about the same team. Uh, Chicago, I think, is more of a team on the up and Nashville, I think, is a team kind of holding on and trying to trying to just stave them off and not be on, in the descent. So, but let's get to your division. All right. Let's get to the East. How you feeling up there on the on the top top perch? Two points up as of Saturday. I mean, you're talking the central.
3: Good. How tight the central is. The East is even is just as tight. You got the Caps, the Islanders, and I got to give them credit. As much as it pains me, the Pittsburgh Penguins, who I did not think would be this good, they apparently are again, which makes me want to you know vomit. But whatever. Uh, I, you know, I thought the Caps had a couple of rough games this week. They they had horrible third periods against the new york rangers two games in a row cost them one of the games yeah
2: but you gotta watch out for the rangers the rangers have been playing really good hockey you know last 10 they're 6-3-1 and so they're and, and they're on a two-game win streak like they're
3: doing their job and they're within striking distance of boston who is you know pulling sorry man pulling a st louis a little bit right now and kind of collapsing down the stretch philly right. and, and the rangers are right there uh the caps i mean thank god for the new jersey devils cuz we're 7 and 0 against them this year and and that's really yeah. we've made that's really what's bolstering them up I, I i still not quite you know when the islanders put a snowman on you with eight goals the other night uh, and, and i know we had some weird stuff going on with goalies in the first period where where sam sonoff got hit by oshi in the first 30 seconds had to come out backup comes in then they bring the starter in and they give up eight goals. i mean matt barcel was ridiculous that game and that's gonna happen but uh i you know i feel pretty good right now about things I, I i'm not sure if the caps take if they win the division and they're playing boston philly or the rangers i mean they've done well against well boston and philly <laughs> the rangers have been a problem <laughs> so we'll see what how that goes but uh But the big news in the East was at the bottom where the Buffalo Sabres finally snapped that 18-game losing streak.
2: Gee whiz. That's, you know, it's funny because you know that had to be just cathartic for the team. Even, you know, they're going nowhere. Nothing's gone right. This was a team we were high on at the start of the season and we were dead wrong. And it's one of those things, when you're in a losing streak like that, one bad thing immediately turns into here we go again and to ha- to finally win one and you knew they'd come out of it eventually just for their sake i hope they get some sort of a run going just any sort of run you know even if it's like a three-game winning streak before just something to build on because it hurts to be that bad
3: i mean yeah you're looking you're, i mean you spent a lot of time talking gold differential they're minus 47 I mean, Ottawa's yeah. minus forty-four, Anaheim's minus forty-two, and Detroit's minus forty. So look at the the teams. There's a common thread there. If you're minus forty, you're going to be in dead last. Um, that just go go figure. <laughs> go figure, right?
0: Stands
2: to reason. Don't score goals, you will lose games. That's, that's just the way it is. No matter how much you want your hockey to be better than that, it's it really does come down to that. You got to defend. You got to keep. You got to control your end of the ice. And Buffalo doesn't do that. Same problem with the blues. I, you know, I watched them play. They, they happen to be um, not blacked out regionally for a change. And so I didn't get stuck with Bruins coverage on the NHL network one day. And it's that the thing, that was the thing I think that really was bothersome is, you know, Jordan Biddington's not having the greatest year. So glad we locked him up for six years. But part of that has to do with not controlling the ice and not, and keeping the puck out of your own end, And it just seemed like as I watched the Blues play. Like I don't know if it's just because San Jose's had their number, but it was it was the Blues and San Jose, and they just they were in the blue zone. It it felt like the whole damn game. Just it, we couldn't get anything going, no traction. And when you're when you're dealing with something like that, it's going to be a long night.
3: Yeah, and when the ice is tilted that's, like that's that. Kind
2: of that yeah.
3: yeah, when the ice gets tilted and like that, it's hard to it's hard to dig out from under. That without creating some organic momentum on your own, and and they're right. obviously they're not doing enough of that. Uh, you know, my guys do that a little bit better. They're a much more control oriented. Just,
2: they, you've got the horses to do it. Like that's the thing. Is Buffalo doesn't have the horses to do it. They don't have the players to do it. They need to really look at their roster for next year. Same thing. Like the Blues, their horses are out. They're hurt. So when that happens, your you're going to lose games and you're going to be in a free fall. And I just don't, I don't see, you know, I don't see the blues coming out of it. And I know, I feel like, sorry, this has been your blues hour with Patrick O'Dowd <laughs> on the Share shot radio. I usually, I give Dave a hard time for his caps coverage because it seems like we focus on the team we know and love, obviously. And and this week it's misery, misery, misery for, for me so much so that I I want to move on to, Trade deadline's coming up. It's looming. Anybody left to make a move?
3: Your guys have got to do something. I think your guys are going to do something. They're they're not well, going to be they're not going right. to be satisfied with where they are. I don't know where they make the move to. Um, but you gotta figure looking at teams like teams who are really clearly out of it, Buffalo's gonna unload some stuff. And they've yeah. got and they've got some good players to unload. Uh New Jersey, I I I've been reluctant to say they're gonna be sellers because they might want to stand pat but i'm starting to think maybe they do unload they've got some talent there they might try to get better through the through the uh, through trades um i'm just looking around thinking okay who's who's got assets and resources that they can part with you know it's hard because dallas i don't know if dallas is going to throw in the towel on the season they're you know the defending runner up so it's going to be curious to see what kind of deals come out of this thing the ducks don't have a lot of players that they can get anything for but maybe them maybe the kings the canucks are pretty much out of it i mean we'll see what happens if if they can move some people around but i i I think that your team the blues are the ones that intrigue me the most they're not going to be satisfied with where they are and i I expect them to be buyers i don't know what i don't know what the caps are going to do i'm not sure where. Other than goaltending, which is iffy, and we're still waiting to get report on Lundquist whether he could actually be available, but there's right. not there's not a lot of holes. I mean, they're they're like all teams have bad nights, and, and the Caps need to shore up some shit in the third period. That's for sure. And they've done well against the Islanders so far this year. So it's like, okay, one bad game, it, it is what it is. Everybody has those. So and don't don't play the Rangers. Your your team seems to struggle against the Rangers for some reason. They do. Yeah, they do. Um, I don't know what the hell's going on there, but <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. So we'll we'll see as that deadline comes closer. I think the Blues have some prospects they can unload. Uh, that's always kind of been their mo. Move some, move some of the the future for the now, uh, and that that would be that would be my guess. We're going to transition away from that, though. We're going to move into your team sucks. But first, we got to take a quick commercial break. Before we do our quick commercial break, the recorded commercials is, of course, my duty to remind you all that if you like what we do, if you like Chair Shot Radio, if you like the podcast that we put out there, like Bandwagon Nerds, A Winner Is You, Pod Is War, by the way, fire this week, Mr. Christopher Platt going off on the show, give that a listen. But if you like the content that we put out there, if you like what we do, head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and buy a shirt supporting us. There's all kinds of des- uh, all kinds of designs to choose from, whether that be the OG Chair Shot logo to the various sayings that we have like hashtag journalism, Greg's, uh, sorry, everybody hates Greg, things like that, and even some of our shows like Bandwagon Nerds, the show Dave and I host every Monday along with PC Tunney and Ray Cash. Every little bit helps us, helps us keep putting out quality content, and we really do appreciate all of your support. Again, that is pro forward slash the chair shot. When we come back, a very special Your Team Sucks dedicated to our good friend PC Tunney as we cover the, the Milwaukee Brewers. I am struggling today. It is, I am on the drugs. The C is messing me up. You are listening to Chair Shot Radio on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of the ChairShot.com.
0: pwx over the top shine and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only five ninety nine per month get your free trial today at powerslam.tv go to powerslam.tv promo code chair shot get your free month again that's powerslam.tv promo code chair shot the chair always use your
2: head all right we are back Patrick O'Dowd's little little loopy today, but we're here to, to dedicate today's edition of Your Team Sucks to our good friend PC Tunney as we are going to talk about the Milwaukee Brewers. And so, Tunney, this soundbite is for you. You suck, you jackass. Now, let's start at the beginning, shall we, as we talk about the Brewers of Milwaukee. In 1969, a new Major League Baseball team was created in Seattle, Washington, known as the Seattle Pilots. They lasted for exactly one season before moving to Milwaukee, Wisconsin and being redubbed the Brewers. And let's just start with there's so little that Milwaukee has brought to this world that all they could think of for a team name and a mascot was beer. Now, some would say the Brewing of Beers is a a fine team name, but it seriously lacks the dignity of some of the great baseball franchises out there. Like, I don't know, the Cardinals, the Yankees, the Trolley Dodgers, all just fine, upstanding. Not some tribute to alcoholism. What a terrible team name. A team that celebrates home runs by having a goofy-looking brewer guy slide down a slide and throw balloons out of a foaming mug of beer. Their stadium. Their original stadium. County Stadium. With its cheap fence and silly-looking ads all around, making it look like something out of the minor leagues. Their World Series titles. Hey, Dave. Guess how many World Series titles the Milwaukee
3: Brewers have? A big whopping zero. One of only six yes. remaining teams to not win a World exactly. Series.
2: And guess how many times they have appeared in said World Series?
3: Just once, Patrick. And 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 who did they play in that World Series? By the way, a, a storied franchise, the second most World Series
2: titles in all of baseball. My beloved St. Louis Cardinals, Harvey's wall bangers, notwithstanding, they could not handle whitey ball. That's right. They couldn't beat a team that loves to bunt and steal bases. That's it. The Cardinals beat teams like two to nothing, three to nothing. Now granted they did take us to seven games cause they could hit a lot. Uh, uh, but at the end,
3: yeah. I mean, that it was so enough. That team. I remember them really well because, because even though they made the World Series that year, they I remember because this is back when I'm an Orioles fan because the Nationals don't exist. They right. went into a four game set with the Orioles at the end of the season, needing to win one of those four. The Orioles took the first three and it came down to the final game of the season. Milwaukee won the final game, got to the playoffs and got to the World Series. So uh, and, and then the next year, the Orioles won their last world championship when they did. Took out Philly in five games, and you could kind of see that coming. But um, yeah, the the Brewers are just um, not a lot of not a lot of success in their. I'm not going to say storied history because it's not. It's just history. You suck, yeah,
2: jackass. Yeah, I mean they're, they're there. Like I will say this. I will say this. They used to be the doormat of the division. Like there were there was a period of time where they were just not good. You know, you got past you got past that era of Robin Yount and Paul Molitor and it was kind of a dead period for Milwaukee for a while. And, and I mean, this is a team that has, has had in its history, it's been around for now we're coming up on, you know, we're over 50 years. They've been in three different divisions in the American league before moving over to the national league in 98 uh, to the present where they've been in the central. And I, I don't know. He's like, They they have talent, but they never seem to have quite enough talent. Like you get like Christian Yelich, who I would say is arguably the best player in the National League, and you don't have anything around him. Your pitching is always a pain in the ass. It's just never where you need it to be. There, you know, for a franchise, a four eighty one winning percentage, you're under five hundred. I'm just, I'm not saying (laughs) that that you're bad, but you're bad. But but you're not good. You suck, you jackass.
3: You're At, just just not good. As a Nationals fan, it will, I mean, the whole run to the World Series started that game against the Brewers where and Tony and I were texting back and forth during that game, and I, the Brewers jumped all over him. And then they had, who was their closer that year? I forget. Is some guy, Hater? Not Hater. I forget what, is, what the closer they had. Um, what year in, was this? 2019. They, they brought in they brought in their closer. I think what thought it was Hater. Maybe it was Hater. Um, but yeah, they that game where Soto hits that shot and they misplay the ball in the outfield, three runs score, the Nationals win, and the rest of course is history. Um, but yeah, I mean they they like you're saying good teams the last few years, and I know Tony Wanda's was telling us pulling back the curtain. He's like, well, the Brewers have made the playoffs the last two years, so they they you know you're gonna be <laughs> sounding dumb if you say they suck. It's like well. I'm saying anthologically speaking, (laughs) there haven't been so good, but yeah, like you're saying, they've always been, the last few years have been good, just not good enough. And yeah, I understand you're playing. You got beat by the world series champion nationals. You got beat by the NL champion Dodgers in 2018. Um, Anytime that they've done something of significance, the Cardinals have seemingly been there to slap them in the face and say, get back in line, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's, it's know your um, know your place, know your so, role. know your place, know your role. Shut your mouth. Get back in line.
1: The Rock says, quite frankly, you should go back to the drawing board, rearrange your game plans because your game absolutely sucks.
3: So yeah, the Brewers Let's are kind
2: check, of. I'm going to check baseball. Uh, baseball reference for the 2019. Let's see. Because you were wanting to know who led the league in, or who led the team in saves, right? Team pitching. Okay.
3: Yeah, it was Hader. Yeah. Josh Hader. Josh Hader, and he was excellent, but collapsed. 37 saves that season. Collapsed in that game, and, and it and it sparked, you know, because, I mean, we can go in on a whole episode of why the Nationals suck as well, but. um, Right. But yeah, that, that catapulted I them to it. I mean, that a,
2: episode's coming at some point, I'm I sure. I hope
3: so, because it needs to happen. <laughs> but, but right. yeah, the Brewers, like you're saying, maybe not necessarily bad, just not good. And they definitely suck. You suck. Yeah. Jackass. So before we, before we play
2: the final soundbite and send this off, I do want to share that probably one of my fondest baseball memories actually comes from a Brewers game because before they made the move in 98, I think I went and saw them like 90, it had to be 97 now it was it was before the new stadium was finished because I'd gone up Labor Day weekend to the Chicago area to visit a friend of mine for the weekend because it was Labor Day weekend so it was three day weekend you could do an extended thing and we went to Milwaukee because the Cardinals were playing the Brewers and the best thing about it and this is what this was the one good thing you had going for you Milwaukee and then you, you kind of blew it we were able to drive up to Milwaukee. And I, I I think the price was $5 to park, $5 for bleacher seats, and the beer was cheap. And the bleacher seats that we were able to get were close enough that I could read Ray Lankford's jersey in left field. And that was pretty cool. And, of course, the Cardinals won. I got to see Mark McGuire hit. He didn't hit a home run, but, you know, before we, we gave a shit about steroids for about 10 minutes – we were all enamored with McGuire in '98. That was a good time because you're kind of in a dumpy stadium. Your team's expected to win. Like as a Cardinal fan, you know you go up there to show up and play the Brewers. You're like, we're gonna win. You haven't heard of anybody on the team, and you know, five dollar to park, five dollars for for leisure seats, and then beer was like two fifty which was unheard of at the time. Now it's like 1350. It's crazy. That was what you had going for you, Milwaukee. And you gave it all up. And so for that, Dave and I dedicate this soundbite to you. You suck. you Jackass. Okay. Please still be our friend PC Tunny. That's going to do it for this week's edition of chair shot radio. Before we go, as always, Dave, tell people where they can find you on the interwebs and everywhere else.
3: Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude A-G-G, and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression.
2: Remember to send all your blasphemous hate tweets to David Ungar to this week, not not Patrick O'Dowd, nothing to do with it. Go Jesus.
3: <laughs>
2: you can follow me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist, that is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T, you can hear me every Sunday with Dave here on Chair Shot Radio. You will hear Dave and I again on Monday with PC Tunney and Ray Cash on Bandwagon Nerds. And then you can also hear me every Wednesday when I talk wrestling on the Babyface Heel podcast with Craig DeMarco and Miranda Morales. That's going to do it for the Sunday holiday edition of Chair Shot Radio. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and we will see you next week on the Chair Shot Radio Part of the ChairShot Radio Network on the ChairShot.com.
3: Happy Zombie Jesus Dave.